Welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my young, dashing co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. Call me polar because I am what I drink. Nice. And that tagline makes sense if you know that I drink a lot of polar seltzer. Not right now, though. I'm drinking red wine. (laughs) (laughs) Great plug, Alex. Not sponsored, but we'd love to be. Mm -hmm. We are also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, our favorite conspiracy theorist, Ms. Julia Baker. My love was blind, but now I see everything. (gasps) Love is blind is coming back. Well, that's what's disappointing is... They had their second anniversary, yes. so we got to watch them have this party for the two successful couples, and they invited all the unsuccessful cast members to join them in their celebration, which I thought way was like <laughs> way harsh and shady. Um, and then the one person they were creating tons of drama around, Mark, arguably the least attractive guy on Love is Blind. Julie, so, he's only 24. Mark? Yes, and that's the one who she's like, she's 24. He's 24. Every ten, Well, now he's 26. It's been two years. Jessica, remember that's like, yes. she, she couldn't say he was too short. So she's like, he's too young. young. <laughs> so he didn't even show up. So it was kind of like a train wreck. But Gia, who is my favorite human alive in reality television, was there. I love you, Gia. But anyway... Basically, I need a new season of Love is Blind. I can't keep looking at these people knowing what each other looks like. I'm over the week. We have our two successful couples. They're boring living their lives. Good. Yeah, good. Good for them. Congratulations. I never want to see any of these people again except for Gia, who I follow on Instagram. (laughs) Who could do whatever. Who just had an amazing trip to Greece. And I enjoyed every moment of it. Both is Blind was filmed, because we got it in 2018, and it was filmed in like 2016, right? Well, it was filmed two years ago. No, it was filmed two years before we got to watch it. It's old. I remember that was a hot thing. I promise. I I promise. No, I guarantee you you were wrong. It was filmed two years ago. Did you have to your wedding anniversary? No, but all right. No, you're, you're like Mia. Like you don't know how old your husband is. You don't know how old you are. Hey you're gonna have to look at your driver's hey license. Hey God. Hey God. Alex is blind to this subject. You didn't watch. You didn't watch during the pandy. What else were you doing? I was seeing how many different polar flavors I could buy. Oh, I'm stupid. Okay, it was filmed. This was what I was thinking of. No, it was much just- like Mia. I have some math to correct. It was filmed in 2018, and then we didn't get to view it until 2020. And that was a big deal because usually, like when we're watching things hot off the press, like The Bachelor, it's now. Yeah, it's right now. But then we were able, mm. and also that Gia and Damien were actually still dating, even though he left her at the altar. Yeah, that was a big twist for all of us. Julia, I can't believe you watched that reality TV crap. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say though that Love Is Blind did set such high expectations for dating shows. I can't watch The Bachelor anymore. Oh, I can't watch The Bachelor. Love I don't is need blind, three hours. Super fast paced. There's multiple things going on. I can't watch a date play out for a quarter of an hour anymore. I can't do it. I don't have the attention span. Call me in a millennial. I don't have the time. When Julia mm-hmm. and I first started watching The Bachelor, real fast tangent, she told me that they get down to the bottom four, they go to hometowns, and then the bottom three, they have oh, like overnight. fantasy suites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, there's like a whole weenie touch episode? And I thought she was kidding. No, and it's not subtle. They make a big deal about it. I think that's one of the weirdest pieces of reality TV. We're going to go watch somebody bone, and then we're like, 
they boned were a little judging. Oh, they didn't bone? A little bit even more judging. Do you know what was the weirdest thing about that, though? Is that on our big viewing parties, when we invite people over before the pandemic on Wiener Touch episodes, we would make tons of phallic foods and we, eat them while we watch them touch their We food. did celebrate these people having sex much... Oh, no, I was going to make a horrible joke. Okay, don't. About, that. like, you know, the Mormon church, like, they wait outside the room for them to have sex. No, that's time. who we are. We're the Mormon church. I, Can I make that joke? Is that okay? Yeah, is that's that bad? fine. Yeah, go for it. Poor Alex is sitting here silently. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say the one Bachelor season that I did watch was the Nick Vile one. And it was after, it was the Fantasy Suite episode is one of them. And one of the, like, the ways that they showed us that they did have sex was the girl the next morning was shown frolicking outside and they had like birds chirping. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, because she was the one who had never had an orgasm. So she yes. was like skipping and literally <laughs> leaping into the air with glee. Good for yeah. her. Oh my gosh, this is turning into a Bachelor podcast really quickly. One more fantasy suite shout out. Um, in Becca's season, she goes into the fantasy suite with Blake after he gives her like a serial killer cut up photo memento box oh, yeah. and then how they show they have sex is the bed is all rustled up blake's hair is all rustled up and becca's pissed <laughs> so well, she wasn't jumping with glee no all right what's your tagline elizabeth show not tell though you know oh yes all right are you guys ready for my tagline now this tagline could be for a housewife that owns a ranch or lives in the south you pick Oh, and also they have just gone through a divorce. Important. Okay, that's a lot of backstory. Yes. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of context. This isn't my first rodeo or my first cowboy. Oh, it's a good cowboy. Yeah, I like it. That's Thank you. Good. Nice. That could, be easy. that could easily be a Dallas one. Mm-hmm. Well, we are not going to have a Beverly Hills this week because they are busy promoting their HBO cameo on The Prince, an animated series about... Prince George. They're being, they're busy turning into cartoon characters. Yes. It's a really, it's a week long process. They're going to, it's going to take another couple days for them to become humans again. (laughs) So. If I know how animation works. Yes, they are very busy doing all that stuff. Do you think the editors are scrambling to change the Erica Jane edit? Or do you think that this is just a normal hiatus like we always get? We always get like a mid-season break. Okay. That's kind of what I think too. I don't think there's anything supposed like anything happening Mm -hmm. now i haven't seen this yet but do you think that i mean they it's weird that like they they're gonna have erica in this cartoon and she's voicing herself it's weird that they're not like making any reference to what's going on it's so big it looks like you'd think that like they would just cut her from the show it's so controversial her even appearing in anything else yeah but i'll have to watch the cartoon and find out myself we'll devote a whole episode to the cartoon the prince well i started it last night so you you guys have to catch up All right, are you guys ready for Roni? Now, much like lamb curry that has been left out, Lou and Garth's relationship has cooled off and they were officially broken up. How are we feeling about this just heart-wrenching episode? I'm devastated. I call bullshit. (laughs) Uh, This is a tragedy, Julia. (laughs) It's a real tragedy. She's blaming the paparazzi outing their relationship as the reason Garth has taken a step back. But he went to filming. With the lamb curry. With the lamb curry. He was on camera. Uh, but Julia, hmm. don't you remember how like weird and cagey he was when he showed up for the filming? Almost like he didn't realize what he was getting himself into. Oh. His attitude was pretty off. 
I feel like maybe the pressure got to Garth. He doesn't want to be a tabloid sensation, which we all know he would be. I'm sorry you're devastated, Alex. Poor Lou. Uh, yeah. She seems to have, like, bounced back pretty quickly. She didn't seem that affected at all. No. She probably got a pep talk from Martin, who would who probably said, You broke up with Garth. That's okay. <laughs> Much like him telling Ebony, Your grandmother died. That's okay. <laughs> I do like that Sonia will not seek help from any medical professional, but Martin's laying it down and she's just eating yeah. up all that advice. She did have someone like <laughs> bang bells on her at the beginning of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Sonia, Julia has thoughts on Sonia. I'm going to let you take it away, Jules. Uh, Sonia's just so tragic right now to me. And when she was singing the hit original Christmas song that Lou is producing, but what do I want for Christmas? I realized I don't know what Sonia wants. Like, to go back to her spa? Like, I don't know if she wants a man. She has a love-hate relationship with her townhouse. (laughs) She seems to like her friends, but Ramona just treats her like shit. What does poor Sonia Rita want? Julia, I think I just solved it. Or what? Sonia, much like the other housewives of New York, wants to go back to their time in the sun. Back when she was Miss Morgan, back when her daughter was young, when she was gallivanting around. On a yacht in St. Bart's. While her husband's having some medical emergency somewhere mm-hmm. else. Can we talk about the Christmas song? Yes. Um, can I can I uh, ask you guys to do a little reenactment with me? Absolutely. Yes, of course. Okay. Julia, do, who do you feel comfortable doing? I'll do Leah, because okay. she did the best. Okay, Julia's going to be Leah. Alex, would you like to be Luann, or do you want to be Ramona? I'll be Ramona. Luann makes the interesting choice to have all of the women sample on her song. And so I thought we could do a nice little recreation of what we think that's going to sound like when they put them all together. Oh my god. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Alex, I'm really counting on your Ramona coming okay. through. Okay, ready? One, two, three. What, what do, do I, I want, want for Christmas? Christmas? Just, Just you. you. And Ramona, of course, rushed through it like I did. <laughs> Perfect. They nailed it. Wait, Julia, you were doing Leah, right? Yeah, she did a great job. She's just peppy. Yeah, well, her rendition was, I'm going to need my attorney present. <laughs> What's right? Leah scared of? That's what she's saying. I, at first, I thought Leah was making giant something out of nothing, but then they had that flashback to where Luann hadn't paid Sonia for all the time Sonia has joined her on stage at the cabaret. Leah doesn't trust Lou. Lou. Right. I I totally see that. Because I also thought that she thought she was going to get sued at first because that was kind of the language mm-hmm. she was using. But then, like, over the course of the episode, it was revealed that, like, she's afraid that she wouldn't be getting a share of, like, whatever profits this makes once it stops becoming a song for the charity. Right. Um, but the way she begins her questioning, it does sound like she's afraid there's going to be some legal ramifications towards her so i was yeah i think she was kind of asking two different things number one though aren't those kind of different like sonia actually like toured with lou and had a whole chunk of her show she performed with lou yeah Yeah, versus like that 20 minutes that leah took also leah you think this is gonna get big enough that someone's gonna make money off it i do think that leah thinks that she's a star and 
is owed her due whenever she does anything. Mm-hmm. Well, how dare you not trust me? The Camarista! The Camarista! Um, and I do not think that all of the proceeds are going to go to charity. I think at some point Lou will be making money off of this. Well, I have to pay for the charge of it actually being made, yeah. Julia. And our costumes in the music video. Exactly. Yeah, yeah she's gonna, I, I mean, come on, what do you think? I have one gripe with not just the New York Housewives, but Housewives in general. And this even goes into Potomac, my favorite franchise. These women don't know female anatomy at all. And it's so frustrating. They just kind of throw... Are you talking about the vulva thing? Yeah, they just are throwing words around. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Mia talks about getting her clit redone, but as Julia says, what are you talking about? Unless it's Mm -hmm. a female circumcision. The vulva is the whole thing. The vagina is just the whole. And Leah's thinking of, like, the labia and is confused about where that is. It's like, did you guys not go to seventh grade health class? They all have a phone. Because Leah's supposed to be all sex positive, but she can't... Label? And they think that Kurt, the nude model, learned this through the Karma Sutra. <laughs> they think that that's like what a sex education thing is. We read the Karma Sutra in health class. <laughs> Seeing these women just giddy with the light, titillated by these young men strolling in, I realized why Roni is suffering this season. Oh. Out of all the franchises, Roni can't handle a pandy. It needs to be out in the New York City. Wine country. Yeah. Yeah. A fashion show. Exactly. This urban jungle. These women yeah. need to be swinging from the trees. Yes. They need their city around them. That's and they can't just be with themselves. Are you saying the old cliche is true that New York is as much of a character as the rest of them? Oh, yes. Alex. New York is the sixth lady. That was very beautiful, you two. I'm very impressed. I was honestly shocked because I thought when the the men started showing up at the Ramonia party, as they called it, <laughs> that they were going to be revealed to themselves be like the um the strippers that's what i thought too a whole new set of men show up (laughs) i thought about the whole ramon yeah party if it was the other way around and these were 60 year old men and we were applauding like 20 something women coming through and it was a lot less cute so i'm happy we have what we have (laughs) also one final thought real quick the producers reminded me of several things first the lou taking advantage of sonia They also reminded me of the time Ramona did not invite Sonia to her birthday party, which was awful. Ramona said a few things, and I would have to say, Ramona, how dare you think this of yourself? (gasps) Ramona says that she's a giver, but she didn't give Sonia an invite to her birthday (laughs) party. She also said this episode, friends do things for friends. But this friend didn't invite Sonia to her birthday party. Like, how Sonia still wants to share a bed with Ramona after Ramona is just evil. I think Sonia can't see that because she's drunk falling down an elevator. Are we ready for Potomac? Yeah. Okay, Potomac. Juan Dixon, what are you doing? What is he so busy doing that Robin needs to be like there at all times? That it's her fault when things don't go wrong with their children. And we had this question before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we gave him the benefit of the doubt of, oh, well, I guess he's just like at uh, practice or whatever. 
But he is clearly not. He's just around. I'm really appreciating Juan and Robin because they are showing real life what's happening. It doesn't feel performative at all. He's no. super frustrated with her. She's depressed and just wants to sleep in. And her kids are older-ish, so they're pretty self-sufficient. They don't need her behind them, like, in on their Zoom calls. No. It's such a contrast to Mia and her husband. It's a really performative home visit. It's true. There is a big contrast between, what's that in your salad, a donut? Oh, my silly child. To, my kid in this very dark, bleak room. I have to wake him up a minute before Zoom class, and then he crawls over to, like, his computer seat. Mm -hmm. Like, where? Yeah, it's a huge contrast. One last thought about Robin and Juan. I really liked the, uh cameo that one of the producers had when we got to hear a completely dubbed your mom needs to wake you up school is your job right now to emphasize robin being a bad mom that was the most horribly dubbed thing i've ever heard oh really i was like oh that teacher really cares this is reality television no that felt produced that felt produced it was so produced that was definitely like some pa do you think juan and this pa were in on it together did he slip her a hundred or something it's juan your mom needs to get you up Your dad's doing great. Hard pivot. I can't believe Ashley is hiring a nanny. Why? Because of Rango, Julia. Yeah, Michael cannot be trusted. Rango's not going to be able to contain himself. Well, as Ashley's mom did point out, like, the nanny isn't going to be that big of a temptation. (laughs) Which is like, what? Yes, Ashley's mom said that. Regular dudes, like, cheat with the nanny. Jude Law, Julia. Ashley's mom says this. And I thought the nanny was cute. Not that it matters. I mean, that's what Ashley's mom was implying. But then she also gave her two thumbs up for, like, doing butt stuff and sucking that D while she's about to pop. Mm -hmm. Weird dynamics there. (laughs) Ashley's just such a little cutie pie. And Michael slash Rango is just such a shit. He's just, like, such a little slithery monster. I don't know. I, you know, anything that happens, it's not Ashley's fault, obviously, but I just thought it was insane to have, it's going to be a live-in nanny, right? Like an au pair? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. Give that girl a lock in her bedroom. Yeah. All right. We need to talk about our favorite, most peaceful housewife. Miss Wendy. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Candace. <laughs> Candace has been very zen this episode. <gasps> Julia. She handled a lot of stressful situations. Julia, you very well. Too. I said, is it, oh my God, is it the wine or do I like Candace? Who is this lady? I love she, her. Uh, yeah, she's chill. She, I mean, there's still shades of old Candace though. She did the eye dab. She did do the eye dab. And this time she like straight up, she straight up like dabbed her eyeball <laughs> this time. I'm pretty sure. I cannot believe that Wendy is coming out swinging. Um, I did write it down. Are you ready for Wendy confronting Mia? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't come for you at Karen's house because I respect people's houses, but I have time today. I am Zen Win, so do not come for me because what I do have, what I do have, is time. So TikTok, Mia. Uh, I watched this uh, with Pat, my boyfriend, and. His hot take was, you know you're losing an argument if you refer to yourself in the third person. Oh, that's a good... And know who else had that takeaway? Hmm. All the other housewives. Well, all the other housewives also know that Wendy has a lot of time in her hands because she just came out with a candle line. 
Yep. Yeah. And I know we love our Karen, but I thought that was an interesting choice going to La Dame for advice. The woman who had a launch party for a website that wasn't currently up or selling products. No, but we predicted this last year. But did you not appreciate what she told her? Wendy's just surrounded by yes men, apparently, even though that's not, not the vibe you get from like her telling her family about her business. No. But she acts as though like... Karen telling her this is going to be tough is the first time she's heard this information. All of Karen's advice was really good, especially like double your budget. But also Wendy hasn't done anything related for the business except for meet with someone who of course will make a candle for her. That's kind of her only step. But we predicted this, Wendy. Because we did. We knew this was coming. I didn't think it was going to come in this amazing of a package. Very quickly, too. This was like expedite Mm -hmm. shipping. But we knew she was going to look back at her first season as a housewife, take notes, and come back to play. Oh, we did know that. And watching... Because she studies shit. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we predicted this. Yeah. And watching her now, it's like... Watching Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls when she starts hanging out with the plastics, or like watching Anne Hathaway, who plays Mia in Princess Diaries, mm. when she starts becoming a hot princess, I feel like we're watching this birth. But I think at the end of Wendy's arc, Uh-oh. she is going to be an amazing wife, an amazing professor, an amazing political commentator. I think she will do what they all did where she'll come down to earth. She's flying a little bit away. I think that we will see her ground herself. She kind of has to be humbled. I mean, all those, Julia, excellent analysis, by the way. I was thinking, and I said it last season, CNN's not hiring her back. You can't be like, here's a housewife. She's not going to get her... You know, her instructor renewed. She's not being a... She's not a professor anymore. Well, she quit that. That was her whole storyline last year. She quit or they quit her. I feel like, though, like, she had her, like... She didn't shed any of, like, that part of her persona for the show last season. So I feel like CNN, She just like, pivoted towards candles. Yeah. I feel like if she acted the way she's acting right now last season, then, yeah, CNN would probably be like, I don't know if we want her around. Oh. But I don't think that her performance last season would bear anything on her job, necessarily. But, Julia, it's funny that you pointed out Mean Girls, mm-hmm. because Wendy quotes Mean Girls at Mia this episode. She says, like, you don't even go here, which is... Such a funny thing to say to someone who's just one season away from, like, where you're standing, like, right now. Yes. Um, it was such a bold... She truly is, like you're saying, being, like, she's the new mm-hmm. mean girl. She's, like, when Lindsay Lohan switches halfway through the movie exactly. is where she's at right now. Oh, my gosh. You, too. Professor Julia and Alex over here. Um, I'm worried about Wendy. I hope that she kind of settles down throughout the season because right now she's not giving me anything fun to hold on to. She's just giving me like random drama and I don't like that. So I'm hoping her whole thing with her mom and husband is more solid because I feel like that's what housewives get fired for is not having actual drama. And this is so stupid. Even Giselle, the biggest Hot stir is like, mm-hmm. shut up, Wendy. The person who Wendy's defending, too. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Julie, do you have final thoughts on Scala, the new friend of? Oh, yes. We met Scala. This just shows what an amazing franchise this is. We get a random friend of that we found 
just boxing hats with Robin, and already I am delighted. She threw shade at Wendy when Wendy was like, I need a better workspace to help you box hats, Robin. She, Ascala was like, I'm fine where I am. Like, mm. this, I'm excited for her. She, she seems just just like a fun time. She also calls out Wendy when Wendy's doing her whole Zen win thing. Mm-hmm. She kind of, when Giselle's like, what was that? Escala backs her up and says, like, yeah, that is not the person I met yesterday. Which wasn't it? Wendy arrived in, like, a gray sweatsuit and, like, four-inch pumps. Yes. She's also like, I don't know her. It's great. (laughs) And then didn't Escala go get pampered with Ashley at the Ashley's Yeah, they were in the room party. And she just did a great job just talking to Ashley and just Uh-oh. kind of like, what? That's that's how you get into it. looking pretty good. No, that's very Machiavellian. That's like, that's how you get into this show. Is like, is by yeah. being on everyone's Uh-oh. side. Yeah. They're seeing, okay, Mia's having a weird start. Like, she's got potential. Wendy's going crazy. We got to bring someone in. Oh. I, all the other women are fine. Karen and Giselle are going nowhere. Except, going to do a little pivot. Nicki Minaj has tweeted out and put on Instagram that she wants to host the Potomac reunion and she has unfollowed Giselle from social (gasps) media platforms. Nicki, this is not how you get this gig though. You can't, Uh, like the queen of the Potomac. Nicki's publicist told her that Andy Cohen would step aside were she serious. So. I would love, I feel like, I feel like Nikki would get way more in their business. I feel like she needs to co-host with Andy Cohen because I think that she's going to need to be like... She'll be the one getting in arguments with everyone. Yeah. Andy co-host. Andy co-host. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love when like real celebrities get their hands dirty with like, you know, our little Bravo celebrities. And congratulations, Potomac, for Mm. getting like, yeah, for getting Nikki's eye. Okay, awards? Yes. All right, my award this week is the Mia and G. This is natural, and I totally want to be here. Award named after our new housewife Mia and her husband G, whose every scene they're in just is so weirdly staged. They're cheating out in this, I don't know, but I don't think it's their house. Like, it's way too nice. It's just everything's a little too clean. Something's up. Is a Jen Shaw situation? I think it might be a Jen Shaw situation. You don't have a wall of wine bottles when you got a four-year-old running around. Ooh, ooh. It just doesn't feel real, and it doesn't feel, Alex, like G wants to be there. I give this award to our favorite house husband, Mr. Ray Huger, who always looks like he is being held at gunpoint in every scene he's in. This week, we got to see him in the background of Karen's Zoom calls, (laughs) looking borderline suicidal. So hang in there, Ray. He was so excited when there were other people for him to look at besides Karen. (laughs) Alex, your award. My Bershawn the Instigator Award, Mm. named after new friend of Bershawn on Roni, who recently tried to instigate shit by saying someone was talking bad about Leah, but that led to nowhere and was clearly just her trying to bring something up to stir the pot. That award goes to, and again, someone who I like, a new friend of, Escala, who this episode in Potomac tried to start shit by saying to Karen, I heard that you, like, drink a lot. <laughs> I forgot about that! 
And that goes nowhere. Karen just very like straightforwardly just kind of like gives like a whatever answer and it start it stirs no drama whatsoever. But it was a nice attempt. But Alex, do you know what it does bring up? I'm talking ahead of Karen saying, you can't just throw out calling people an alcoholic. And then we got the classic Potomac edit of Karen mere weeks ago screaming <laughs> Giselle was an alcoholic. <laughs> yes. See, that's my point, though. So far, Scala hasn't even been in a full episode, and she has pulled out more stops than Wendy or Mia has. Mm-hmm. And it's very calculated. Like, it's, it's very subtle mm-hmm. the way she's doing it. But natural. Yeah, it's sneaky. Yeah. Julia? Well, I have... A couple of things to give as an award. First, I would like to complete the song, the original song that Luann treated us to. All these ladies really want for Christmas. Ebony, more family. Leah, a contract. Ramona, to host her own birthday. Luann, to make money off this Christmas song. (laughs) And Sonia, I think just wants to go back to the spa. Ladies... But all you really want for Christmas are these things I just listed. And I hope you get them this year. Also, we did not talk about this, but I'm going to give the ultimate prop award. And I'm naming this award after Candace's tissue eye dab that that folded into, you know, 10 times tissue has hit Candace's eyes several times throughout these few years. I am giving it to T'Challa. I would like to say, we did not discuss this, but T'Challa passed R.I.P. right before the season aired. The first season that Monique isn't on Potomac. (gasps) You gave a T'Challa award the other week, too. Did I? Yes, you gave a T'Challa award for to Ashley for her pet lizard, her husband. Oh my God. And then I mentioned that T'Challa died in a freak accident. Although they post on T'Challa's Instagram like he's still alive. It's kind of creepy. But it's kind of like Monique saying T'Challa was just a prop for the show. I'm not on the season of Potomac. He is no longer needed. Yeah, Julia, I said he died in a freak accident, not a totally normal parrot accident. <laughs> Maybe I'm putting it out there. The guy who was coming for Tom Girardi came for T'Challa. Came for T'Challa. He's the housewife assassin. Dun dun dun. Oh, don't. Jiggy also was yeah. murdered by this assassin. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Google Podcast and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.